you want something to work for you and if you want to keep the farmings right and keep the milk in the oil, you can't starve her. We, we got away actually without feeding meal this um, spring, uh, even though there was days I went out to the field and I said, oh my God, I should be feeding meal there in the months of March. I held off. It was just through uh, management, really. Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch and welcome to Overcast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring you latest insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. This week's episode, we catch up with Jerry Carey from Gorteen Agricultural College to give us a rundown on the 450 yo strong sheep flock they run in Gorteen. Jerry talks us about the sheep systems, how that's changed over the past number of years. We discuss breeding, wintering and forage crops and managing new condition. We move on to talk about land performance this year, drafting, and for Jared, the importance of hitting carcass spec for their systems. Now, the college has made some significant investments in housing and hand facilities on the farm over the past number of years. We talk a bit more about these and how they've improved management and productivity on the flock. Finally, we finish up the episode with Jared discussing some of the sheep skills that students acquire during the time they are, including the shearing course they run annually. We start off with Jared giving us a rundown on the sheep system. So we keep 400 breeding yaws and 50 breeding yaw lambs. So it's 450. Okay. Uh, we break them down. We lamb about 100 mature yaws in January and then 300 um, mature, well, between hoggets and, and mature yaws in March and then the 50 yaw lambs. They're coming in, so They're like coming after in. the... So usually about Paddy's Day, we start lambing the yaw lambs and okay. they go on for 20 days and that's it. Okay. So the 10th of January, 10th of April, sorry, we, we're finished. So let's just put a little bit of context around this. It's not just solely running as a commercial sheep flock. You have a lot of students. You have different types of students coming in and out. Absolutely. So we have our own um, level five agriculture students. We have our level six agriculture students. We also have vet nurses coming from Athlone IT. And uh, you have first years and second years of them. And uh, Dunleary come as well now, but they do very little... Uh, practical work with the sheep but they're all they come there in february so that's all happening in march as with those outside students just to give the full picture of that like that would have changed your system around a little bit over the last 10 years or so absolutely well between our own students going out and farm placements uh, that has changed three times in the last 10 years so we have to change our, our systems a little or time time of lambing and stuff like that so at the moment we're lambing from the first of january up to the first of february we lamb those 100 yaws, there's no sponging, it's all natural. And um, we take a break for February. And then from the, first of Mar- from the 1st of March up to the 10th of April, then back lambing. Okay. Let's just talk a little bit of what kind of stock you're running. Anyone who knows that's cheap, 23, would have seen them and depends on demos. You had a busy couple of days while I was pulling out stock for it, we were glad to get them. Talk to me a little bit about what kind of yaws you're running, what's changed over the last couple of years. Okay, well... We were predominantly Chevy across Suffolk, so the Boris type EO, as we call them down this part of the country. And then with cost of replacements and stuff, we says we'll go maybe uh, introduce a bit of New Zealand uh, Suffolk blood into them. So it's nine years ago since our, our first New Zealand Suffolk ram came to, came to the farm. So we started to keep replacements from him. Uh, a small percentage of them, about 20% of them or uh, maybe less. And... Um, and then we were crossing a maternal textile uh, ram with those New Zealand stuff across Shevids and trying to get a, a hybrid um, your your hog coming from them. Okay, so your your first your base was you basically go back. Yes, lucky years back. Show. Borrow show buying all in, yeah. putting textile across them, selling yeah. everything out. Start keeping your replacement. on the first cross is that Kiwi Suffolk. Yes, then a high maternal index textile. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay, and keeping a, a share of of both, but also keep 
buying a small handful of Boris shows just to keep that um, uh, maternal type uh, that you wanted in it. Type that you want in in the flock. Got a little, a little mm. bit more complicated than the system previously. Yes, exactly. It's keeping the track on rams now and, and, and that as well. Like, it's a big turnover of rams. And um, so going forward, I think myself, I'm going to go back um, with labour and one thing or another and lamb and your lambs and the cost of meal. Um, I just feel that it's just not viable anymore to, to just do the your lamb and go back all... Go back just to the Boris show again, maybe, and uh, keep ter- us, terminal Charlies or terminal textiles uh, on, on them. Keep it straightforward. Keep it straightforward and keep consistency. So, look, we touched a little bit there on that. Show. So, you've got basically a Boris type, you've your crosses back on the new. The old lambs, you're taking a pick of the heaviest ones and going for two yeah, weeks. So, the way the way, the way way we, we pick our yo lambs for, for the flock is that for anything born from the 1st of March up to the 17th of March, uh, if the old lambs themselves uh, has twins or triplets, I notch the lamb's ear, mm-hmm. and come sale time, if I like, if I like the all lamb, she'll be left no matter what way she is, even if the price is right, I leave her, and anything that doesn't suit me will be will be factored at the time. Uh, look, it throws up one of the headaches. The pros of that is you are picking good maternal genetics. You're picking trouble-free ones yes. that you know. Yeah. But the trade-off there is you have to have good record keeping the know them separate. Bit more mating groups. It's a little bit more complicated for you. Well, this is it. We have three flocks of sheep then. We have the early ones, we have the mid-season, and then we have the all lambs. I mean, uh, come April and May, you know, there's so many different groups. Yeah. And uh, tight grass gets tight at that stage. And uh, and we also run sucklers and cattle together and with the sheep and everything is competing for it. So just, I want to go back simplifying the, yeah. the thing and just keeping the same number of yours. Um you know, we could keep 400 good breeding yaws, yeah. uh, you know, and having a good um, lamb on average, keeping all the lambs live and one thing or another, get 1.7. And like, to be fair, come March, you've suckled cows, cattle in spring as well, and you yeah, start to get yeah, out. So there, there's a lot of other bits going on. Lots of other, yeah, exactly. And everything has its own targets and, yeah. and that. Yeah, you have to And meet, we have to meet them. You have to meet the system as well exactly. and make it work for you. Yeah. Look, still, can output you get from them yaws? What kind of crop are you getting off them? Yeah, so we're, we're, we're selling 1.7. Okay. That's what we were selling. Um, we could scan 1.8, you know, like everywhere. We have our ups and downs and losing lambs and, and, and that, and that's all part of it. But 1.7 to sales, is, uh, we're happy enough with that. And I'm going to try and put a bit of a picture on this. Some will have seen these shows, and I was lucky enough, I've been through the flock with you. Like, they're in exceptionally good condition. Like, you're after weaning most of the flock. Yep. I think anyone would be proud of them going to the Ram weaning their well-conditioned, well-looked after the O's. You, yep. you put a lot of effort into culling hard and oh, keeping that yoke condition right. Absolutely. Well, uh, they never really see a hungry day. Yeah. You know, and that's, uh, <laughs> you know, if you want something to work for you yeah. and if you want to keep performance right and keep the milk in the oil, you can't starve her. Um, we we got away, actually, without feeding meal this um, spring, uh, even though there was days I went out to the field and I said, oh, my God, I should be feeding meal there in the months of March. Um, I held off. Was just through uh, management, really. The, I thought it upset the yaws too much if I start feeding meal and then taking it away and then bringing it back forward. Uh, we lost a few yaws, maybe with technique, but not, you know, it was it was bearable, like given the year that was. Given the year it was exactly, yeah. and the yaws are in good nick now. Yeah. Um, the early yaws are all the lambs are all gone from them. They're sold, and they're an average of 168 yaws. Um, 
You're mid season then you're starting to season so we've we've actually forty lambs sold off of off of we've eighty eighty odd single lambs um you always went with lambs uh, out to grass and uh, the forty eight forty of them lambs are sold so far. And what we're now the eighteenth of Yeah. So you're gonna start in the twins on the next time? Twins this week now. So um I say we'll have about fifty or sixty lambs to go this week okay. of the twins. Performance has been good with them. Performance mighty now. Yeah. Uh, I, I think lambs done very very well during over the, over the dry period now. No, and a comment you made to me last week was like lambs are well covered. When you're hitting the weight, they're not bare lambs at that weight. They're well fleshed. Absolutely. Your so, lambs have done well all along. Yeah. So they have a good fat. They have a fat cover of three, and that's where we want them at. And we're we're drafting lambs from anything from forty two to forty four kgs. Like the reason I say that is you put this year in context. It's been difficult. Lamb performance has been back around the country. One thing that probably is a little bit different with your yours, the conditions held well on them this year. Yeah. You kept enough feed in front and kept them nicely shifted. It's paid off in the lambs. Yeah, absolutely. We didn't let the yours go dry. Yeah. And yours could have went dry. Like, I mean, we had yours in, in sheds for 10 and 12 days after lambing, which we never, ever had before. Uh, we ran into small little problems, as you would in sheds and stuff, but... Um, it's all part of it is weather weather has a, has a big impact on, on, on lambing time look we'll talk a little bit about management obviously at grass it's straightforward enough you move around groups yeah you do have a bit of tillage on the farm you've been a crops growing talk to me a little bit about the winter on the farm what does it look like with it okay so the winter really starts around here in, in late October um, so having two haven't having the two flocks you all said the earlies and the and the mid seasons so we need to we need to um evacuate ground earlier for 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 the early lambs to allow yours to go back to grass in Jan- and on january and they do uh, the minute they lamb like two or 24 hours or 48 hours the yaw has gone to grass with the lamb and to allow uh to have that grass you have to evacuate in september sometime where you're going to let your first yaw out of so we uh, we have a hundred acres of of, of um, corn, and it's barley, oats, and uh, wheat, and uh, it's winter stuff. So we're able to get in or fodder rape in on that ground for for the feed for the winter for the yaws, and only the mid season yaws go on in in November, and um, up to December then we scan our yaws or mid seasons, and I'll start picking them away. Then anything that triplets or doubles. Uh, might go to a small bit of grass that we left and then the singles will go back up okay. on the fodder rip and they'll get a bale of silage on that or something and they'll stay there until February. It's giving you a great carrying capacity right the way through. Absolutely. Saving it's a wee bit on the housing, a bit uh, more space for daily to lamb and get on with life. And exactly. Yeah, exactly. It allows us to, because we start lambing in January, we wouldn't have enough even though we have uh, room for 400 yaws in the shed, which we'll talk about later on. Um but uh, things would be it's, tight. It's breeding space. Exactly. Things would be tight. And just like I'm managing that year, are you giving them kind of splitting it three-day blocks, four-day blocks, or giving them week allocations? Yeah, it's uh, three days. Three-day three blocks. Or three or four days blocks. Okay. So we, we make our tracks, actually. We use just reels, three reels, and uh, the white um, little plastic stakes. And uh, we, we make our track with the tractor wheel. Okay. Just to have no no uh, earthing on the wires. And we never... We're out of years. We never have a yaw breaking out through it. Okay. I know it's not the time of year, for, but it's just it's an integral part of your system. Look, you just mentioned something else there about pulling off yaws. You'd have to watch condition a bit, maybe with older yaws on that crop. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, even though it's it, it's not it's not a turnip, it's just a rape. So they they delete the leaf. We have them well trained. They eat, they eat down to the clay now. But uh, the older yaws, yeah, 
just watch, it watch just watch gets tinned anything that gets tinned just goes out to grass or lame lameness could be a problem on it because of the the clay and the dryness sometimes it, you could have a few wet nights and then you could go very dry yeah. and the clay just clogs around the, the hoof and they're all congregating in similar areas it, it spreads it, 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 for far around yeah. exactly look someone coming in with them they kept us their own separate groups singles run separately in the mid-seasons yes Earlies are all together, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Now, the, the the mid-season singles become the early flock of next year. Yeah. Okay. Because right. the lambs have gone, you know, we have yeah. 40 lambs sold already from the... So so the singles will come in as, as the early early flock. But the condition. Better condition and, and they'll, they'll go in lamb easier. And the earlies, you're rotating some of them year to year. Is it you generally the age? Age, Dolio. Yes, yeah, exactly. Okay. She's gone. You're selling them out? Selling them out, just factory. Like, I mean... We often have family days out going to the when the when the uh, when the lamb is gone, going in in uh, April. Say the early lamb, and if the yaws in good on Nick, yeah. And if there's a the Ramadan festival or something like, there's a one for yours, The yaws go. So the yaws, the lamb, yeah, the whole lot the whole lot go, the whole lot goes on the on the day. Good check home, but a lot of pressure off the system too. Absolutely, but it, it keeps it clean. It keeps it clean, and uh, like I mean, as we talked about cattle, cattle have to come out with sheds as well, and we have to meet targets, yeah. and we have to cut silage and one thing or another. So it just keeps the thing going. And that is one key thing about here: there's a balance between Everton and getting that workload right as well. Exactly, it's a, okay. it, it, there's a lot going on. Okay, look, we touched on the shed, shed hand facilities, four hundred joes, students to educate, teach, bring through at different demos and practicals. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like anyone that was in the college in recent years will have seen the sheep shed and hopefully seen the facilities. And on the out farm and trench as well, yep. you have a good handler facility. Yeah, exactly. Talk to me a little bit about that, like. Okay, so the shed, shed, uh, back five years ago or so, it's five years now, uh, our last principal, Mike Pearson, always said to me, because we have been working in three or four different sheds throughout my lifetime here. And uh, he says, someday I'll have a complete sheep shed for you. And before he left, he'd done a few changes and stuff. But he did. He put up a, a fine shed. And um, so it's, it accommodates 400 jaws. All straw bedded. All straw bedded. And um, we designed it ourselves. And we got in uh, Stanley's engineer, uh, Jason Stanley. And he designed the pens for us. And the handling unit at the back. Okay. So we have a batch foot bat for the winter. For, you know, when you're bedding jaws, they tend to get a bit lame on them. So we have the batch... Footbat to footbat the yaws, okay. uh, you know, about a month out from lambing or so. so. It it's big enough pens you're holding. So mostly. yeah, so it holds about thirty five yaws per pen. Okay, nice enough size. Exactly. Yeah, lambing pens all set up in the one shed. All set up. So once we start lambing, then you know we could lamb thirty yaws. So that's one pen empty, and we yeah. just start setting up single pens in 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 the middle of the shed then. And you have your group pen ready to and go then. Exactly. Yeah. So the handling yard itself, you have, a, you have a smaller handling yard built into that unit. We have a smaller handling, and that's for uh, demonstration purposes for students because at that stage, you know, there was a lot of students going through, and uh, they need a place uh, to 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 learn how to handle sheep and 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 that. Yeah. So you, you like it's a good race. You can draft off it. You the force and pen and the, the smaller the way, batch footpath. You have the weighing scales and you have the force and pen and you have the shoot. That batch footpath will accommodate your penny yaws. It'll hold thirty or so yaws. It, it was t- that's it was designed to hold the thirty yaws out of pen. Yeah, the 30-35 yaws. Exactly. So we can be rotating yaws. <coughs> we usually we use sink sulphate, and we leave them in for 10, 10 minutes or so. Okay. So you can you can take a pen out of time. So deal we with them, man. we vaccinate them. Say vaccin- we vaccinate them for the heptavac P a month out from them. And we tail crutch, and we footbat them, and we'll do another bundle while they're being, at, you know, their foot. so it keeps the thing going. Okay. 
So then, like for summer, most of the sheep in summer go to the out farm, which is trench farm, a couple of mile away. Exactly. Um, you have a bigger unit on that for handling. Simple system, but works well. Yeah, it's an old system and it works well. The sheep are, you handle a lot of sheep in a, in, in a small time. Uh, it's, it's well fenced over there and it's, it's a good yard. Uh, we use our dogs. So, you know, it's, the sheep just run the race well. Yeah. It was, you converted like there was a, there was an old lean two off a hay shed. It was an old lean two. It, originally when I started here, um, it was a, a down, down in a, down the field. This was actually down the roadway in a, in a field. Yeah. And it had an old pen. And, uh, the guy that owns some of the trench farm, he didn't like walking through the, through the yard and even the time with his dog. It could get a bit mucky. It right? was getting a bit yeah. mucky. And he, he, he ordered us, uh, we, we'd put it somewhere and, uh, our old farm manager, Ray Platt, said, we'll put it into a shed, he says, because most days we'd be at, uh, something else and on a wet day we could be at the sheep or whatever, but you know it. Exactly. So and, for, for the couple of seconds or a minute you're thrown out to the outdoor yeah. yard to run them in again, you yeah. may be able to work your way in and all. Exactly. Else. Big advantage. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I thought it was mad at the time using up a, a five span shed lean to, yeah. but it's the best thing we ever done. It's there yeah, because the foot bat is in there now. It's a big. It's actually, the foot bat over there holds fifty yards, and um, you know, and uh, if you know, you need your foot bat on the roof really because of the rainwater and the evaporations and stuff. And would you like? We just talk a bit about that butch foot bat for a moment. Like, look, lameness can be an issue on many farms. Something we often cover on the podcast. Probably was a bit of a challenge here for years before you had that kind of a facility. It, it was a huge problem. It was a huge problem, and. Um, we had our old foot bats or trays up the foot bat up the um in and the shoes yeah. in and the rest and she was just splashing everywhere and uh, it was just uh, it was unsafe really and big group of yos big anyone, anyone yeah. knows big group of yos yeah. can throw it yeah yeah much a foot bat know, after the, the first one's going the lively yo you yeah. know she's, she's a lively sheep and her lambs are lively and generally the very lame ones are to tail in when it's, exactly. it's when, not there so exactly when it's empty okay so you had challenges with that yeah the difference the batch foot bat made to you Hugely, I mean, it saved it saved us some amount of uh, money. It was dear on the day because it is you know concrete walls and flooring and stuff and getting it done, but it had saved some amount of money on on, on buying liquid and and stuff like that and time, and sheep performance. I mean, we've uh, I suppose we've four hundred yards there now, and I can say today if we have ten name yards out of that now. It makes the culling job easier for them ten, then it's uh, straightforward. Absolutely, you're not looking at huge numbers. I'm not looking at every sheep lamb. Yeah. As you touched on there, it's a big contributing factor to performance as well. Uh, absolutely, look, I hate seeing anything lamb. Okay, simplifies yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to kind of come back round in circles here, looking a wee bit forward. Rams on the farm. It's Texas, Charlies. Yeah, so we have our Texels. So we have two types of Texel really. We have the maternal and we have the terminal. So we buy them on under star ratings and in, in Sheep Ireland sales, um, and uh, and that's it. And, and the Charlies then are are on on all on, on terminal. I don't like, I don't I don't keep a, a lamb from a Charlie, so I want terminal on them. And um, so and, when you put them out, then the Charlies obviously the lambs are getting Charlies. Yes, the hamlets as well. No, the Texel the Texels the Texels out of the New Zealand Suffolk's. Okay. They all get the Charlie. Okay. So it just keeps that balance again. Cleaner and simple. Cleaner and simple, okay. exactly. And um, and you have great. You actually have great lambs. You, you know, you're crossing a Texel and a Charlie. Yeah. You have, you, you have, you have nice great lambs. Like I mean, we get ten cent an extra on a bonus for a U grade lamb through the Offaly Lamb Producer Group. That's what I was just going to ask you. Yeah. You're going through that group. So it's it's, so it's in existence for a long time itself. You're in it, I suppose. Yeah, I'm start, a vice so. chair in it there at the moment. Uh, Fifty years in 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 uh, business. 
So it's, it's, well, it's, uh, it's something else like for, for a producer roof to be in in um it's something where we hopefully we'll get featured on the podcast some stage because like 50 years yes. in existence is quite the achievement it is and there's over 100 members in it yeah. so like cortina have been selling through that group for years i'd say 25 or more years i'm not uh, I'd okay. say, yeah so it's it's an excellent group and um we get our quotations on a tuesday we wear our lambs on a tuesday we book them in tuesday night we'll get our quotations and uh, the if you have more than fifty lambs in the yard, the lorry will come and collect them. Okay. And if not, then we we have a collection points in different areas in Offaly, but our collection point is in Bor, and uh, in fairness, Bor Mart allow us to use the yard to facilitate to facilitate yeah. for the job. Okay. Works well, pens all of there. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Simplifies. Simplifies thing. No, just in terms of selling, then obviously you're going fairly tight on spec. You're aiming for a heavy carcass most of the year round. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, we're bonuses and, and stuff like, I mean, um, there's a huge, at, at seven euros, just say a seven euros a kg. It's seven euros for one kg of dead, dead weight, like, so uh, it's a lot of money. You need your lambs at 20 kgs. Yeah, it's a business. You're covering your costs. You are. I mean, if you're selling a lamb at 18, it's 14 euros in the difference. It's a lot of money in one lamb. So you have to be fairly rigid right the way through the year. Absolutely. You, you have to wear with lambs every week. You know, we have different groups. We have three different groups. We run our yards in different groups uh, uh, just for handling of stakes and stuff like I mean, we work from nine to half five. We try to. So we have 100 yards with 200 lambs in two groups. And uh, then we have a group of singles. Again, it's where the facility comes in. You have good weighing crates. You have a good race for getting true stock in it. Absolutely. It does make that a bit easier. It, it, absolutely. I mean, you run through lambs there in, in a few hours. Yeah. You know, no pulling or dragging. Just the lamb comes up to you in the race and that's it. Good crate, good way of weighing. Yeah, exactly. We're practically, we're practically uh, weighing uh, scales and um, a true test clock, 500 clock. Now, it has uh, has modifieds on it but I'm not techy savvy yet <laughs> it does the basics it does, though, it does, it does the, the basics, basics exactly exactly. so like Everton's been sold out of flock basically through that group for the factory yes okay yeah and you know look at as I said you need your grades you need your lambs when your lambs kill up to 19 and a half to 20 and that's where you want them at so we'll just we'll come full circle and it's like it's good to see a large old flock in a night college for students they see the whole process here yeah exactly we're the largest uh flock of sheep in all the colleges and um so it's it's hand it's hands-on practical stuff here yeah. i mean uh, <laughs> I, I just i have to come in my head about that like one other thing you do here that maybe is unique in nine colleges i might be given out to be some of the rest of them if it's not but you do a shearing course here every year as well absolutely uh, we've um it was a thing that always always cutting always done i mean when i started here they had three old shearing machines uh, two old sunbeams and an old lester and uh, different guys um, used to do it, uh, lectures and, and stuff like that. And then um, they left and I suppose retired out of it. And uh, uh, George Graham yeah. from Exford, uh, we've, uh, we asked him that time. He's probably 16 years or 20 years maybe coming out. Years, years go around so fast. I do say it to George every year. It says another year yeah. has come by. And uh, in fairness to George, has great patience and, uh, and uh, students. It's a free course for them. And I mean, they get their seals, their blue seal or their gold seal or yeah. whatever they can achieve. And it's, uh, I mean, we had uh, a few students on it this year and there was one little lad and he was, you know, weak in himself and stuff. And he wanted to do the course and George, mm-hmm. in fairness, had a great patience and brought him through the course. Yeah. Do you know, and that's, and you know something, he was 10 foot tall, the chap, after doing it. After doing it. 
Like he was able to shear a sheep. I bumped into ones over the years. I've started cut the teeth doing it here first. Never yeah. did it before. I yeah. started here and now I'm working on the country. Yeah. It's a useful skill for Absolutely. As George just said to him, you can travel the world. Yeah. It opens the world for them. Well, it gives them the basic skill for their own flock, but it's another... Absolutely. It's, 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 Look it's at for a young power. person's opportunity. Exactly. It's, a, it's another opportunity and, uh, and that's what that's what colleges are all about. Look, it was great catching up with you today. We had a busy couple of weeks with you here for Sheep 23. Yep. <laughs> Grabbed you for this job as well. Appreciate your Thanks for your time today on that. Thanks, Kieran. We'll have to leave it there for this week's episode. It's an interesting system to run a Gortine, a very well-managed flock and certainly a very beneficial one for those students who are passing through it. I'd like to thank Jerry again for giving up his time to be on with us. That's it for me for this episode. Again, for updates on our sheep programme, keep an eye on our Twitter page, at Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us for more episodes.